The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Learn more at usbank.com newsroom. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, July 24th. In today's news, President Trump is considering taking away top secret security clearances from his critics. The government says more than 450 parents of migrant children have been deported without them. And new emails show the Trump administration intentionally ignoring the economic benefits of national monuments in an effort to shrink them. But first, the big idea. Today is the 44th anniversary of the Supreme Court's unanimous decision in U.S. v. Nixon. Here's the NBC special report from that morning. It is the unanimous decision, Doug, 8-0. to zero. Justice Rehnquist took no part in the decision uh, ordering the President of the United States to turn over the tapes. Those tapes refer to recordings that Richard Nixon made in the Oval Office of his conversations with aides and visitors. The court's order led directly to the release of the so-called smoking gun, which proved that Nixon knew about the break-in at the Democratic headquarters in the Watergate building and that he subsequently conspired with his staff to obstruct justice. The recordings were sometimes pretty hard to decipher, but once the tapes emerged, there was no denying that Nixon was involved in the cover-up. The release had immediate consequences. The news has caused a storm in Washington, and some of Mr. Nixon's most loyal supporters are calling for his resignation. Nixon stepped down just 16 days after the court's decision. I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. Vice President Ford will be sworn in as president at that hour in this office. This was a watershed moment in American history that cemented the core principle that in America, not even the president is above the law. Legal scholars agree it's one of the most significant cases of the last half century. And it's back in the news this week because it came out on Saturday that Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh argued back at a 1999 legal conference that the tensions of the time may have led to what he called a, quote, erroneous decision in U.S. v. Nixon. Although Kavanaugh has defended the ruling in other remarks, sort of, Democrats have seized on his skepticism from nearly two decades ago to build a key argument against his nomination, that he will not be a sufficient check on the president who appointed him. Democrats have also focused on Kavanaugh's rulings in favor of broad presidential power and his criticism of the independent counsel law to suggest that he would protect Trump from special counsel Bob Mueller's probe. The judge has been outspoken in saying, for instance, that he would, quote, put the final nail in the now defunct independent counsel law. Mueller's legal battle with Trump's lawyers over his request to interview the president could very well end up before the Supreme Court and a potential Justice Kavanaugh. So it's worth revisiting exactly what the Supremes ruled in Nixon. Back in 1974, a grand jury had returned indictments against seven of Nixon's closest aides in the Watergate affair. The special prosecutor sought the audio tapes that were recorded by Nixon for the trial. Nixon asserted that the president was immune from the subpoena because of executive privilege, the concept that the president can have candid conversations with his own aides that don't have to be turned over to the other branches. Chief Justice Warren Burger, who had been appointed by Nixon just a few years earlier, 
wrote the opinion rejecting this far-reaching claim. He read it aloud in the courtroom. The president's counsel reads the Constitution as providing an absolute privilege of confidentiality for all presidential communications. Many decisions of this court, however, have unequivocally reaffirmed the holding of Marbury against Madison in 1803, that it is emphatically the province and the duty of the judicial department to say what the law is. The chief justice said it was up to the courts to balance executive privilege against other factors, including criminal trials. A president's acknowledged need for confidentiality in the communications of his office is general in nature, whereas the constitutional need for the production of relevant evidence in a criminal proceeding is specific and central to the fair adjudication of a particular criminal case in the administration of justice. Without access to specific facts, a criminal prosecution may be totally frustrated. Had the Supreme Court not forced Nixon to give up the Watergate tapes, there's a good chance that he could have avoided being forced from office. The ruling rejected what it called the notion of absolute unqualified presidential privilege of immunity from judicial process under all circumstances. This obviously has an impact on any president under serious investigation or suspicion. It's not some academic discussion. It seems likely that it will end up before the court again. Installing Kavanaugh on the bench could embolden Trump to challenge the existing precedent or otherwise refuse to comply with Mueller. Just yesterday, the president reiterated his view that the special counsel's probe is an illegal witch hunt. And Rudy Giuliani, the president's lawyer, announced that Trump will not answer any questions from Mueller related to potential obstruction of justice, such as his decision to fire Jim Comey to shut down the Russia investigation. Just like Nixon 44 years ago, Giuliani argues that a sitting president cannot obstruct justice. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, the White House announced on Monday that Trump is considering revoking the top secret security clearances for six former intelligence chiefs, all of whom have sounded the alarm about his coziness with Russian President Vladimir Putin. The list includes former CIA director John Brennan, Comey, former CIA director Mike Hayden, former National Security Advisor Susan Rice, former National Intelligence Director Jim Clapper, and former FBI Deputy Director Andy McCabe. The announcement prompted a bipartisan uproar that this is akin to Nixon creating an enemies list and going after his critics. White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders argued that it's not political retaliation. The president is exploring the mechanisms to remove security clearance because they've politicized and in some cases monetized their public service and security clearances, making baseless accusations of improper contact with Russia or being influenced by Russia against the president is extremely inappropriate. Why is Trump considering this now? The announcement came shortly after he met with Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky, who has been publicly encouraging the president to take away Brennan's security clearance. At least two of the officials on the list provided by the White House, though, Comey and McCabe, currently do not have security clearances anyway. Clapper describes the threat as unprecedented and petty. Number two. The Trump administration said in a court filing that as many as 463 parents of migrant children are no longer present in the United States. This indicates that the number of mothers and fathers who were deported without their children during Trump's border crackdown could be far larger than previously acknowledged by the government. 
A 30-day deadline set by U.S. Judge Dana Sabra to unite as many separated families as quickly as possible expires on Thursday. The court filing was submitted last night after Sabra asked the government for a status update on the reunification efforts. The filing included no additional explanation, but government lawyers are scheduled to appear before the court on Tuesday afternoon about their progress. They will probably provide more details about the whereabouts of the 463 kids. Number three. Thousands of pages of newly obtained email correspondence reveal that Interior Department officials intentionally ignored evidence of the benefits of national monuments last year as they sought to legally justify shrinking them. Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke and his aides tailored their survey of protected sites to emphasize the value of logging, ranching, and drilling. Simultaneously, evidence demonstrating the benefits of national monuments, such as increased tourism revenue, and analyses that showed that existing restrictions hadn't hurt fishing were all set aside. Continuing efforts to remove environmental guardrails, the Trump administration is moving this week to formally revoke California's ability to set auto emissions standards. The proposal amounts to a frontal assault on one of Barack Obama's signature regulatory programs to curb the emissions that contribute to climate change. It is sure to set off a courtroom battle. And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, July 24th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.